You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. International success coach and noted author, Constance Arnold, delivers life-changing strategies through her own spiritual practices, as well as with best-selling authors and experts that she interviews. Think, Believe, and Manifest is specially designed to empower your mind and words to work for you and to bring about a life you've been dreaming of. And now, here's Constance Arnold. Well, hello, Powerful Manifester, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, you know who I am. I am Constance Arnold, host of the Think, Believe, and Manifest talk show. Guess what? I am so grateful, so thankful that uh, you have joined me today from all over the world. I want to give a shout out to all of my listeners in Europe in Australia, and I even received some emails from my folk in Canada. Uh, I have a group of ladies who get together every week, uh, and they go over my show. want to give a shout out to Canada, to the U.S., and to everybody all over the world. And I can truly say, with all of the faith that's on the inside of me, that I believe that your life will be changed today by listening to this wonderful show. Well, it is a hot, beautiful day in the ATL. Y'all, do, does anybody remember this song, Summertime and the Living is Easy? I know my millennials, you probably don't remember that, but it's summertime, everybody. And uh, I always jokingly say we don't call it hot ATL for nothing because it is really hot, but I am radically grateful. Wow, I'm going to get right to it. I have so many exciting things to share with you. Uh, My very special guest, you better put your seatbelt on. We got a superstar. We got a baller. We have a master in the house, Simon T. Bailey. He's going to be declaring that it is the age of the woman, how to ignite the power of women in your life. And he's talking to men. Ah, he's going to talk to guys about getting therapy uh, and all of the above. So I cannot wait to hear what Simon T. Bailey has to say. And I always jokingly say, or he says that the T stands for terrific. What else? Uh, Make sure you follow me on social media, uh, on TikTok. I'm loving my TikTok followers on TikTok and on Instagram. It's Law of Attraction Constance. On Facebook, it's Coach with Constance. You got to go to my YouTube channel. Wow, my YouTube channel is really growing. And on Twitter, I need to post more on Twitter, uh, LOA Constance. And so you get a different uh, vibe from me. I do three-minute videos at least twice a week. Sometimes if I have the time, I go live. Uh, if you are interested in coaching with me, boy, my my clients, <laughs> I tell you, they are something else. I had two clients who closed on properties this week and uh, just so excited and not to mention the transformation from the inside out. So if you're ready for change, 
you already know my track record. I'm not going through that. If you want to go to fulfillingyourpurpose.com, you can look at my testimonies. You've already heard my testimonies. Uh, and so while you own that, I know this show is is shifting, transforming your life. You know, I have a belief that whatever gives to you, you give back. So I know that this show nourishes, right? Shifts and changes your life every week. Some of you have been listening to me for 10 years. So it is your opportunity to to uh, share your financial gift. And you can do it many different ways through PayPal. You can zail me. That's constant at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Cash app is dollar sign Constance Arnold. And I wanted to announce, I'm feeling led. You guys know I do stuff by the spirit. For 10 years, I was a marriage and and family therapist. I I counseled couples. I did support groups for couples. I did groups specifically for men. I did groups for women. And I'm going to start a series, and it won't be back to back, uh, for couples for and for singles. So it's going to be like this. If you're married, uh, if you are engaged, if you are in a relationship, I'm going to be talking to you about how you bring all of your stuff, <laughs> all of your baggage into your relationship, how to heal that. What are some differences between men and women? I did a workshop for years called his needs, her needs, Uh, understanding masculine energy and feminine energy. What if you are a woman who who is the baller and you make more money than him? How do you uh, how do you really balance that? How can you see how much enrichment he's bringing to you through love, support. And, you know, you heard me say the other day that you bring your wounded self to relationships, uh, looking to another person to heal you, and they can't do that. I'm going to be doing a, a part of the series will be for people who've been hurt and don't trust to love again. I'm talking, I'm going to be doing some work with you and a series on you for divorced people. <clears throat> so basically, I'm going to be dealing with couples, with people. I had somebody call me the other day. They said, Constance, I'm in a relationship and the man is so good but I don't even know what to do with the goodness. I'm so used to drama. So I'm going to be dealing with all of that, specifically with women who love too much. I'm going to do a whole series of that. And then for men, I say that men are silently desperate uh, because they don't really have a place to really go and share how, how they feel, all of the trauma, all of the wounding. So when you when you bring two people together, I used to say when he's a mess and she's a mess, when she got a lot of stuff and he got a lot of stuff, unresolved issues, and you come together, even though you love each other, 
it's going to be a big mess. So I'm going to be really bringing a lot of healing, a lot of hope to single people. You know, and the interesting thing is once you heal, you you, you become like a magnet. Uh, I, I made a statement that your wounds are magnetic and it will reflect and attract back to you people, resources, events, and circumstances. But your healing is also magnetic, and it's going to attract to you resources, events, and people that reflect your healing. So I'm excited about that. Let's see. Is there anything else I want to say? Uh, Yes, I want to remind you about my collaboration once again with uh, Jane Sterling. Hey, guys, if you didn't listen to Jane last week, go back and listen. He talked about how to align and vibrate with wealth and big money. And, you know, he says something that I have said so much, but when he said the secret is to... 100% of the time, only focus in on what you do want and 0% on what you don't want. How many were doing that? Let me see your hands. Tell the truth. Come on, Africa. I'm looking at you. (laughs) So, but he was on last week. So go back and listen to that. And you guys know that Jane has developed a very powerful a software that's going to help you to find stocks and it's going to be based on your own values, uh, et cetera. And I love it. I was just on the website the other day because he's going to teach you when to buy, what to buy, when to sell, when to hold. And every day you're going to get an email telling you, you know, the 10 stocks that align with your own values. It's very powerful. You know, someone told me of a person who during the pandemic, who didn't, who didn't know nothing about, about stocks. I got that out. Got a tip, made a small investment and is wealthy. So Jaden says that you can Start with as small. Jaden says, "Slow down, Constance." That you can start with um, a small amount of fifty dollars. All of you got fifty dollars uh, or a hundred dollars, and wow, what could happen to your life? So you know, this is really opportunity for you to do something different. This could be the financial avenue that sets you free. A lot of y'all say you want freedom. And everything has already been prepared for you. And last week, you know, you get a 14-day free trial of sterlingstockpicker.com. But last week, Jaden said anybody who becomes a member, and I think becoming a member is just so small, that he would coach you for 20 minutes personally. So here you are coaching with a multi-millionaire many, many times over. He's not on today, y'all, so I can say that. <laughs> he's very, and he's he's just very humble about that area of him, his life. He's a master. 
So why not invest in yourself? I tell people, stop praying and get up and take advantage of the opportunities that the spirit is giving to you. Sometimes we're like, oh God, oh God. And the spirit is saying, okay, I just presented you this one opportunity. What, what would it be like for you to have the opportunity to sit with Jaden and he tell you, no, do this. He's helped so many people become multimillionaires, but it's time for you now. It's a great opportunity. That's why I am collaborating with him, helping people to really change their mindset. Uh, and uh, so go to sterlingstockpicker.com. You get a 14-day free trial. That means you can browse around and just see what happens on that website. Well, guys, can y'all tell I'm excited? I'm talking so fast. Slow down, Constance. I'm really excited about, you know, the wonderful things that are coming in your life, the wonderful things that that uh, are, are coming in my life. Uh, we're also remembering what went down in Texas and sending love and prayers to all of those people in Texas. Oh my goodness. Let's remember them in prayer. And I just send the love of God, the shalom of God and the peace of God. So everybody, I'm going to be right back with uh, Simon T. Bailey. So stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. She's coached and trained over 10,000 clients on five continents and has a proven track record of success. Constance will assist you in getting a clear vision for your life and develop customized strategies, projects, and action steps to begin manifesting your dream. Contact her today at Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com and visit her website at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. Well, everybody, I'm back and you better put your seatbelts on. We got a superstar in the house and uh, I'm looking at my clock here, getting it right. Okay, here we go. We got a superstar in the house. We got a baller. Uh, We have Mr. Simon T. Bailey and... uh, uh, the T stands for terrific. Remember that he is a worldwide keynote speaker, former Disney leader, seven time best selling author, and executive coach to 2,000 companies. And he's declaring everybody this is the age of the woman. Uh, it is actually the launch of a movement from a three minute video that went viral to 90 million people. Uh, that he was doing with his daughter. But let me tell you just a little bit more about him. Uh, He is the author of Ignite the Power of Women in Your Life, A Guide to Men. And the book is destined to just spark a global worldwide movement. And, you know, he has been all about uh, people sparking and shifting and changing their lives. And uh, we are going to be blessed because this is a much needed subject. He's a new coach, but we'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But Simon T. Terrific Bailey, welcome back to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Thank you so much. So good to be with you again. 
Good to see you. So let's get right into it. So I love your new book and the new movement. Uh, Why did you write this book? I believe this is the greatest time in history for men to reach their potential is they have to come into right relationship with women. Uh, I failed uh, in this area and I went to therapy and my therapist began to help me realize I was in my own way. And if I was going to ever realize my potential, I had to get out of my way. So literally, I'm just coming alongside men just to whisper and to help guide them to avoid the mistakes that I made. Yeah. And so men, you know, as a therapist for 30 years, I'm going to ask you this question. Should (laughs) men be in therapy, Uh, Simon? And why are men so reluctant to go? That has been my experience. Every man should have a therapist. And part of the reason why I didn't want to go to therapy is because I didn't think I needed help. I suppressed everything that was going on within me. I had all the answers. I was the smartest person in the room. So why in the world would I go and sit on the sofa and reveal my business to a therapist <laughs> who doesn't have my, doesn't know me, doesn't understand how I roll? And what I recognized, it was probably one of the toughest but best decisions I made because she was able to help me look through the rear view mirror of yesterday. And she shared with me that there's a lot of research out about mothers uh, or about uh, daughters and their dads, but there's emerging research uh, coming forth about mothers and sons. And she said, you have been mama to death. And until you get it right with your mother, you're going to take whatever you've gone through into the next relationship with a woman. So what about your father? What role did that play? As a therapist, I'm just a big proponent. And let's go back and look at that childhood stuff, identify what it is and how it's changing your life right now. So what role did your father play in your life? The father's imprint is so powerful. In my own life, my father for a very long time never told me that he loved me. So everything that I did was to seek his approval, validation. Dad, do you see me? Am I doing okay? And then I took that into the relationship with my kids. I didn't affirm them, value, uh, validate them, tell them that I love them. And until I went back to my father and my father said, I put food on the table clothes on your back, a shelter over your head. That was my way of saying that I loved you. But I said, dad, you never said it. And literally on his dying bed, he says for the first time, I love you. I believe in you. Whatever you do, put God first. I was then able to go and tell my children that I love them and believe in them. But here was the even more powerful thing that happened. Uh, When I talked to my brothers who came from my father, just like myself, we had never validated or affirmed each other. And the moment wow. our father said it, we started saying to each other in conversations, hey man, hey man, what's up, man? And at the end of the call, I love you. We had never did that before, but it was like this, the imprint of our father got re-imprinted to validate and affirm us as men. That is so good. You know, I, I remember my father said to me, I was a daddy's girl, he said, um, your father tells you who you are. And so did your therapist say you have been mothered too much? What did that look like in your life? Am I saying that correctly? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. (laughs) What she was saying is 
when I went through my divorce, I was looking for validation and affirmation in dating women. And I was mm. dating women because of the mother womb that I had. Now, my father had passed away, you know, many years prior. Mm -hmm. But when I went through the divorce, it was just me and my mom now. And my mom and I, there needed to be a healing in our relationship. So the mother wound was I was I would date, then I would run away or I wouldn't return the call. I would totally ghost a woman. So what she was saying is you need to go and make it right with your mother, whatever happened. And I did. And my mother told me she had been waiting to have the conversation with me for over 35 years. Mm -hmm. So when I finally went to my mother and got that right, we began to heal that relationship so that I could begin to show up in a better way. Yeah. So when you went to your therapist, Mm -hmm. Did she help you move through your divorce and the debts and the comeback? What was that like for you as a man? Because I hear a lot of men say, man, Constance, I was married to this woman. She just took me to the dry clean. I mean, I had to start over. What was that like for you to walk through that? Well, the first thing Anita said to me, my therapist, is that whatever you don't deal with will eventually deal with you. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I had to deal with is that, yes, I went through a divorce, but either I could be the victor or remain the victim. And what that looked like is I needed to forgive myself and my spouse, the mother of my children, what happened and not beat myself up on, I should have did this, I should have did that. I hate her, I don't wanna to talk to her. She says, no, we're gonna move through that. We're gonna move out of that. And we're going to begin to talk about what you can control and who you can become in the process. How do you now move to joy? and happiness and peace. And so for me, it took several sessions over literally twice a month, one to two hours, just sitting there processing the anger and the disappointment. And if the truth be told, some of the hatred to just mm -hmm. really move past that to say, so what could I do? And one of the things that I was encouraged to do is to go to the landmark form and I went mm -hmm. to the landmark form and that experience was transformative because I began to write a letter to my spouse about everything that happened and really saying, here's where I drop the ball. Instead of pointing the finger at her, I turned the mirror within myself and I said, here's where I messed up and I am asking for your forgiveness. And I'm asking, can we find a way forward to co-parent successfully without throwing knives at each other? Oh, boy. And so what was your self-esteem low? I mean, here you are a best-selling author. I mean, you know, you on all the platforms of the world. How are you feeling about yourself truly inwardly? Yeah. So one of the things Anita diagnosed was low self-worth and low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. So she said you would show up on stage and you're this grandiose person. Mm -hmm. Privately, there are some internal issues that you've not addressed. And what I recognize is that I had a persona that projected I'm happy-go-lucky, everything is fine, right? It was the mask. But she said, until you take the mask off and really honor that you're not happy all the time, that you have lost your joy, but you're willing to do the work to get back to that place and beyond. She said, you'll continue to show up as a fraud. Uh, you will continue to show up and people will never 
uh, relate to you because you're fake and you're phony. And so what I recognize is I had to go back within and begin to say, okay, where did I miss it? And how do I now move forward to become the person I really am by letting go of what I used to be and embracing that I can take the mask off and I can be a real person. So do people re- relate to you? Do you feel like at a deeper level because they feel your true authenticity now? Oh my goodness. I've had men from all over the country uh, stop me, talk to me after a talk now. Mm-hmm. Because I share, I talk about the divorce. I talk about what I went through and I have grown men bawling in yeah. front of me. A guy got on a plane a few weeks ago, came to Orlando and said, I just got to sit down with you and your wife. You are talking about me and I don't want to lose my marriage and my family. I just had a guy, high ranking executive stop me the other day. And he says, I'm almost at that point. I know I need to go to therapy. Do you think it can help me save my marriage of 10 years? I, I mean, on and on, but I've also had women I've had women who have come to me and said this, you've wrote this exactly uh, for my family, where I'm at and what I need to do as a wife to be better for my husband and sometimes even girlfriends. Yeah. Your boyfriends. So the last time you were on my show, it was in 2020. And you said, Constance, I'm ready to be booed up. And I, and I said to my listeners internationally, y'all Google that. And so since then, you've gotten married. And so what was it like for you to be online? Because I, I read about, you know, some of the questions they sent to me to be online uh, and to date, were you, was it easy for you to be vulnerable? Had you already gone through your therapy? What would you say to all of these folks that's online now that, you know, I'm, all my clients are like, Constance, these men online, they're just fake. What would you, how did you walk through that process? And what would you say to folk? So one of the mistakes that I made is Anita, my therapist, suggested that I not go online and do any online dating until I'm through my therapy, because she said, you're going to be a different person once you go through therapy than you are right now. But my bed was cold and I had extra pillows <laughs> and I was tired. Okay. Let, let, let me just <laughs> see, I'm, I'm going to send this excerpt to about five of my clients. So keep going. <laughs> and what I should have done, oh, I my should Lord. have uh, stayed off online dating until I had myself together mentally and emotionally and spiritually. Because what happened is I would show up online and would start doing the texting tango and we're having the conversations. And then I would poof, disappear, vanish, never to be heard from again. And that was wrong. It was because I was scared. I was afraid of the word commitment. And Mm. I think a part of that is because I hadn't committed to myself to finishing the work, to continue to stay in the path. So what I would say to all of those who are dating, especially men, if you show up online, make sure you have done your work. And if you're not going to see, see it through with her, have the respect for yourself and for her to say, you know what, quite honestly, I am not ready. I am not where I need to be. And I don't want to sell you a bill of goods until I have myself together. I'm going to come offline so I don't get in your way so that I can fix where I am right now. Ooh, I'm going to cut this excerpt and send it to like five of my 
clients. You know, it's nothing but the truth because who you are once your soul is healed and you've dealt with your stuff is an entirely different person. You're on a whole different vibrational level. So you met Jody when you were healed. And yes. Okay. I did. And Jody was really the one who inspired me to write the book and to finish it. It was already emotion. But what I realized, you meet the right woman, and that might be all the therapy that you need. Because the right you, you, woman, you preaching now, keep going. <laughs> the right woman will understand how to see into you, into me, see. So Jody saw into me. And she began to encourage me, you know, encouragement is like oxygen for the soul. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden I started finishing the book because she said, there are other men who need to read what you have gone through. And I wanted to hide. I'm like, no, this is too deep. This is too personal. And so she was the one that really encouraged me to finish it. Wow. So needed. So you call it the age of the woman. What does that mean? And what does that look like? So we have now entered into a decade where organizations, countries, companies, communities, if they are going to thrive in a world that's being disrupted, they must have women leading and co-leading the discussion. Why is that? It doesn't mean that men are not up to par or mm -hmm. you lose your masculine card, but here's the deal. Number one, women have a bigger brain than men. Doesn't mean that men are less. But in other words, women problem solve differently than men. So when we lean into their brilliance, the brilliance of a woman, we are celebrating the yin and the yang coming at it from a different angle. That's number one. Number two, research shows that when women are given the opportunity to make investments or to do things from an executive level, the business actually experiences a positive profitability all because women are going to make sure that everybody has a seat at the table and everybody benefits, not just this one person takes all the pie. But then the third mm -hmm. thing is women come from a place of deep intuition. So we're living in a world of data and analytics and what the numbers are and measurements and all those things are great. But women have a sixth sense. And when men begin to lean into that intuition to say, what could we do? Guess what? You don't lose. Everybody wins. So the ability to understand that in the age of the woman, the organization, the country, the communities, the city benefits from her brilliance. Nothing but the truth. So how can men, uh, like you say, tap into, embrace, support, the brilliance of a woman without being intimidated because sometimes I'm just talking about me. I had to learn how to be walking all of the glory that I am. Cause I would kind of dumb myself down. I'm like, well, you know, that's too much constant, but how can a man really say, wow, look at my woman support, embrace, get excited about who she is. Well, number one is the job of a man is never to change a woman, but it's to understand who she is at the core. 
When you understand a woman, you meet her where she is and you begin to listen, not to fix. You begin to listen, to celebrate where she is and where she's going. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, once you get it right with the women at home, who are the other women in your life, a niece, a cousin, a sister, and how do you begin to validate them by a affirming them where they are, listening to them deeply, listening to understand instead of listening to respond. And then once you're listening to understand, you are letting them know that, guess what? I hear you. I get it. And I hope that you see that I am supportive of you by giving you confidence in whatever project you're working on. But then the third thing in a place of business, be an ally for a woman. So for example, Mm. if you are in a meeting, And a woman tees up an idea and no one chimes in to weigh in on an idea and they just kind of move on. Stop the meeting and say, wait a minute, Constance just brought up a really great suggestion. I think we need to look at that and see how we can make that happen because it makes sense. What you have just done, you have become the ally for that woman in that meeting because here's sometimes what happens. The meeting will go on and another guy will bring up something and will repeat what she just said and everybody will say to the guy, that's a great idea. He just poached her idea. But because there was no person there to validate or to affirm or to be her ally, it almost silenced her voice. So speak up early and often on behalf of women and say, this is why we should support her. So in business, I feel like there has been masculine energy dominating. And so when that feminine energy comes in the room, just like you said, uh, many times it's downplayed, but we're intuitive. We can walk in the room and say, something not right about her. And the man to say, what are you talking about? So do you feel that the marketplace is becoming more open globally to that feminine energy? Oh, my goodness. Yes. In fact, Melinda Gates has donated money through Pivot Ventures, which is her venture fund specifically for women and women from marginalized communities, investing in them. Because she understands, uh, even McKinsey, McKinsey uh, Bezos has invested Mm -hmm. in women going forward because they understand when feminine energy walks into the room, it makes the room better. So how can we get men to come to therapy? I might be a billionaire if you can help me answer that question because I had You know what? I don't know the answer to that question, but here's here's where I think a start is. Okay. Every woman listening to us right now, Mm -hmm. if you've already invited a man to go to therapy, what would it be like to affirm him where he is and begin to talk about the benefits of how therapy can help? And I'm not saying you haven't had that conversation, Mm -hmm. but men are very like one, two, three. How does it personally benefit me and make me better? So is it going to make me better at work? Is it going to make me better as it relates to athletics or whatever I'm into outside of work? Is it going to make me better in my relationship with you and our children? If you don't have children, 
uh, just our relationship with each other and just for your life. And I believe there's an opening right now on the planet where men are saying, you know what? I am tired of hiding and suppressing and looking the other way. I just need somebody to talk to. And I believe when men find that circle of trust, and it might be with a few guys if they don't go to therapy, but just maybe with a few guys to talk. Let's hope those guys are healthy because sometimes you can be a married guy in a circle of trust of men that are not marriage-minded. So it's important that we say, okay, wait a minute. How do I now move beyond my guys to going to a therapist as that next step? You know, I've read all of your books and they all were powerful, but this, Simon, is really a movement. You know, and as I said, I think before we started, I've always had a heart for men because I'm like, a guy just doesn't have a soft place to talk and share and be vulnerable. And uh, you know the statistics on sexual molestation. So guys just sort of hold all of that kind of stuff in. So so what can men do in the area of, of mental health and self-care and all of that? I hear you are a certified coach, right? <laughs> I'm a certified Caritas coach. Yes, I am. Okay, well, what is a, a Caritas coach? Explain so, that. That's a big word. Come on, Simon. What does that mean? So Dr. Jean Watson is a scholar at the University of Colorado at Boulder. For 40 years, she has been teaching in the area of caring science. One of the things that she teaches is Caritas, which is cherishing or love. So that's literally what it is. So I had a chance to go through a cohort um, and I was blown away because it's mostly medical professionals Mm -hmm. that follow the Caritas way. But the three things that came out for me is number one is you can't love others until you love yourself. Now that sounds so simple, but it's so important. How do I love and care for my soul? Number two, how do I come to a place of true forgiveness where I Mm. forgive everything that's happened yesterday, because sometimes we say we forgive, but we don't forget. How do we truly forgive? And then the third thing is, how do we come to a place of surrender? Surrender Mm. is all about, I can't fix and control the outcome. How do I surrender to the universe, show up because I come from a place of care, in love. I understand how to forgive. And I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, not trying to fix anything, but believing all things are working out for the best. That's profound. Uh, Because do you feel that men uh, have just been taught you got to like your dad, got to work, provide, and then their mental health and emotional well-being? Talk on that a little bit, just sort of goes... Unnoticed. So you think about it, a man, 18 years of age, he goes to college, maybe, of course, all the research says there are more women in college than men, right? Uh, We go and work a job. Now the world is changing algorithms, AI, all of these things are causing men to live lower than ever. And this is not just happening in the United States, it's happening globally. So from a mental health well-being standpoint, I suggest that men start with 15 minutes a day. The first 15 minutes of the day, take the five minutes to meditate. Meditate is just coming to a place of getting quiet where you clear the mental clutter. Five Mm -hmm. minutes just to sit in silence and be, all right? 
In that five minutes, I would also invite you to do something that I learned in caring science, and that is the micro practice of centering, just taking a deep breath. Because mm -hmm. are taught to go, go, go. You got to provide. It's the hustle, the bustle, put food on the table. And, and when do you take time to slow down in order to speed up? So second five minutes, listen to something that inspires you. <sighs> Breathe life into your life. You can't give what you don't have. You cannot be who you've not become and you cannot do what's not been done. So you have to inspire yourself before you inspire anybody else, that second five minutes. Then that third five minutes, stand up and stretch, stretch. Get your physiology in alignment with where you are emotionally. So literally the 15 minutes of the day from just a well-being mental health standpoint is how I start the day determines the day. The first 15 minutes of the day to set the tone and the intention of how you will show up how you will serve because you loved yourself first. You hugged yourself with your words before you showed up in the world. So that 15 minutes of the day is to spark that well-being within you. So do you believe that most men really don't love themselves? I, not, I, not, not, not most, but some, you know, is struggle with whatever. <laughs> Um, then, now, there are some men that take it to the extreme where they're overconfident, <laughs> arrogant, and a bit over the top. But that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> so what, what would be some other characteristics that are really declaring that it is the age of, of a woman? Wow. Well, when you just look around what's happened in the NFL, the NFL now has female coaches on the sidelines. The NFL now has referees who are actually refereeing a game. The world is changing right before us. You look at all of the changes of women for the first time leading something. It doesn't mean that men are losing out. There's just a recognition. Do you realize in Finland, Denmark, New Zealand, they are all led by women? And in they fact- they are saying that the research on um, how these female leaders showed up during the pandemic, they are being praised for their approach. So we realize that as we begin to celebrate in the age of women, everyone benefits. Yeah, that you know, that's really good. You know, you mentioned forgiveness. Do, uh, do you feel that you have totally forgiven? And what does that look and feel like for a man to have totally forgiven the past and moving forward in the future? So I have come to a place where I've totally forgiven uh, what happened in my previous marriage of 25 years. And I, had oh, I didn't to, realize you were married 25 years. I wow. was married for 25 years. So I had to come to that place where I had to forgive myself, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, I had to forgive everything that had transpired and I had to let it go. Because if I didn't let it go, I wouldn't let come what was supposed to emerge because I hadn't reached a place of surrender and maturity. I was still holding on to wanting to be angry and upset and point the finger. 
So when I honestly let that go, going through therapy, doing the work, reading the books, meditating, exercising, I had this epiphany that, oh my goodness, I'm not that person that I was that went through the divorce. I'm mm-hmm. better, not bitter. So mm-hmm. when I, when I good. do that work, right? But then the other thing that I quickly realized is I was modeling something for my children. How yeah. showing up for them? And, and was I throwing their mother under the bus? Was I being intentional about saying mean and nasty things? Well, you know, your mother's got me paying alimony. That's why I can't afford this. And on <laughs> and on and on and on and on. And what I recognize, because you go through divorce, which is death by a thousand cuts, then you deal with debt. Yeah. Debt. And that makes you even more angry because you're like, who am I working for? Am I working for Uncle Sam? Am I working for uh, her? And what I realized with my children, I had to model that guess what? College is going to be paid for. You will not have to take out a loan. I will figure it out. If I've got to work two to three jobs to make it happen, I am never going to throw your mother under the bus or never say what she did or didn't do. Your mother brought you into the world and I honor her for bringing you into the world. That's it. When I had that shift in my thinking, all of a sudden I moved from scarcity to abundance opportunities begin to come forth. Doors begin to open. I found new business opportunities that would have never emerged if I was still living in the land of being ticked off. Yeah. So surrender sounds like, are you surrendering to God? What are you surrendering to? Because I know that you were a Christian, you are a Christian, but what are you surrendering to? What would that look like for a man or a woman? So for me, it was surrendering to God, number one. Uh, Number two, it was surrendering whenever the negative thought came up, I replaced it with a positive thought. Uh, Perhaps I ran into someone that I knew from my previous marriage who was both our collective friend. Mm -hmm. And how did I greet them? Did I say, well, you know, she divorced me and took (laughs) No, I had to surrender, (laughs) not going there to say, how are you doing? And Uh you're doing great. So literally going the opposite way, instead of being pulled into the vortex of, you know what, let me tell you something, right? So I just literally had to surrender every day Every time something came up, even when I couldn't go to sleep and I tossed and turned, I would put a little soundtrack on of just listening to the ocean and it calmed me down. So I had to surrender the feeling, the emotions at two and three o'clock in the morning when it would rise up. And I was like, I am so disappointed. I just listened to the waves and I let it go out on the waves and I let it go. I surrendered so that I could wake up the next day and just function without feeling being stuck in neutral, like what is going on? You know, that is so good. And it looks like that that surrender and your forgiving created space for new and unbelievable things. I got to put my law of attraction in here to manifest in your life. Totally. Because I stopped worrying about how it was going to work out. And I stopped trying to chase things. And I realized I need to just be. 
I need to be the best version of myself, like it or lump it. We had moved, we had a 6,000 square foot house, gated community. And now when I went through a divorce, I'm in a little 1,800 square foot condo. And I'm like, how did I get here? I had all these things and stuff, but I had to let it go. And I realized that I had peace in that 1,800 square foot condo and I was going to be okay. I had a less of a car, but it ran and I could put gas in it and I was <laughs> going to be okay. I might not have had three meals a day, but I had two and I was going to be okay. I mean, that's how real it got for me. And when I started embracing that, I realized I didn't need those things because they mm -hmm. fed into my ego. I could come from a very simple place. And it would be okay. So are you, would you say that this is the happiest and the most authentic that you've been? Yes, it has. And I've uh, married a woman in Jody who uh, doesn't care about who I've been, but more of who I am and loves me for where I'm at right now. And yeah, and it feels so good. It feels so good to tell the truth <laughs> and not hide. It, it feels so good to mm -hmm. not blow smoke up your leg or make you think I'm something that I'm not. Yeah. I sleep better at night because I put my truth on the table and I was honest with you because I started with honesty with myself. So with guys, I have a large following of males. Mm -hmm. I think 49% of my listeners are men. Who, who may be in a relationship or in marriage, how can they bring more romance back into their marriage? Would they need to go to therapy? What, what would be a blueprint that you would share with guys who are listening? I would say, number one, guys, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest, where's your relationship right now? You, you come up with that number. Mm -hmm. Then ask her, on a scale of one to 10, where's the relationship and see what she says. If your number is higher and her number is lower, ask her, what is it that I can do to close the gap? Because I want to make sure we're on the same page, but I want us to be at a 10 as much as we can. So don't just assume that, you know, ask her, just do a quick survey. The mm -hmm. second thing is when's the last time you wrote her a letter? wrote her a letter about how you deeply feel about the impact that she has made on your life, how blessed you are to have her, how she has helped you become a better man. Communicate this in writing. Yeah, you can send a text, you can send an email, but taking the time to write takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. And then go and buy a card and put the letter in the card, put it in a place where she least expect it. And all of a sudden she will read this letter that says, you took the time to tell me how you feel. And if you're saying, Simon, I'm, our relationship is probably at about a one and we are about to call it quits. Before you call it quits, I want you to look her in the eye and say, what is it that I can do to serve you? Because I don't want to do life without you. We have come this far. So yes, I want you to take one for the team, guys. And I want you to put yourself out there because I believe she really wants to be in relationship with you. Every woman does. And she just wants you to step up. So say, I'm willing to step up. What is it going to take? 
So what can a woman do who is who is the boss, got it going on, all of the above, and then she comes home? I tell women, you don't have to be the boss at home now. When you come home, you need to let that feminine. What would you say to women, women who are in powerful positions, smart, entrepreneurs? Yes. So I have observed and talked to women for over 30 years who have mm-hmm. called me for advice. So I'm going to draw on some of the wisdom. Okay. The, these ladies who are bosses and they bring home the bacon and they make him fried up. In the <laughs> <laughs> I would say the, oh, first Lord. Thing, the first thing to think about is be really clear on what are the triggers at home and the triggers for a man. Because if you are a woman that makes more money than your man, it is already a trigger for him that he's not carrying his weight. But Mm. come home and appreciate the value that he does bring to the relationship and highlight that. I appreciate you picking up the kids. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you making dinner. I appreciating you receiving me. And I know you've got a job that you work super hard. So thank you for partnering with me together. That's number one. Number two, respect a man. What causes a man to shut down is the moment he feels or senses that he is disrespected by how you talk to him, Mm -hmm. by how you bark at him. And yes, I did say bark. (laughs) And then how you as a wife, you won't give him any. Okay. So (laughs) just be mindful of that's disrespectful. Like, I mean, I didn't know we were going to go there. right? Right. I really want to encourage you to say, is that really right? Right. Am am I igniting the power within him by withholding? Do we need to talk? And then the third thing, if you sense that something is off, say, baby, let's go to therapy because I need it so that I can be better for you. So you take one for the team and say, I'm willing to see where we are not meeting eye to eye so that we can become better together. And when he knows that you are fighting for the marriage as much as he is fighting for it, then you find a way forward. Well, that's good. So how has your relationship with God changed since you've been in therapy and, and you, you know, you, you dealt with your mom and your dad's stuff and all of that? How has that relationship changed? You know, so I have discovered there's an old hymn from the church that has been rebirthed for me. And the old hymn simply says, Without God, I am nothing. Without God, I would fail. Without God, I would be like a ship without a sail. God is like everything. And I love God more now than ever before. So much so that my morning starts with him in meditation. So these 15 minutes, this is actually what I do. And I have the Bible app. So I read my word, but then I meditate. But I don't just don't pray for myself or pray for what I need. I pray for those that I will serve, those that I will bump into today. Uh, and, and one of the things, even this morning before I knew that we were going to have this, this time today, I simply prayed that, will God, will you allow people to see the light, love, and life of Christ through everything that I share today? That's it. Wow, that's, that's it. so powerful. It matters. 
everything else is noise. Yeah, it really. Is. And so your business, because you mentioned you, this is the last question. You, you talked about how your being has changed. So your business has to be off the charts. Because every mm-hmm. time I see you on social media, I'm like, okay, then, you know, and I could tell I'm like, he's been transformed from the inside. You know, most people say I'm busy. I'm busy. I like to say we are open for business. How can we serve you? Ah, I love that. I might steal that. <laughs> well, you know, Simon, uh, terrific belly. This is a movement. It really, really is and so needed. And my dad used to say, a man knows a man. Mm. And there are some things that a woman can't tell a man. And I think for you to be starting, you know, part of this movement as a male is so powerful. Thank you. So awesome. So Last question. How can people get your book? Should women buy the book? I know all of my uh, female clients, they, I, I, I list, they're going to be like, let me get that book for my husband. Should women, who should be reading the book? Is it a book for women or a book for men or both? Yeah. So for women, it's for the man in your life. It's for the men in your family and your friends. It's for the men you work with. Uh, men, it's for you to read for the woman in your life, the women in your life, and certainly the women you work with. So people can go to ignitethepowerofwomen.com and they can get the book. But even more importantly, they can sign up for the this, this six-week online course where I actually break it down as to what can you do wow. over the next six weeks. And we also created a one-year impact plan that's free of charge. And the one-year impact plan gives you something to do every week and every month to ignite the power of women in your life. Huh. You're not only terrific, you're amazing. You, and guess what? I feel and see the transformation in you. Thank you. Thank you. It's you really- Jody. It's Jody. <laughs> I, I, I tell people Jody gave me permission to write the book. So that's why it's in the world. <laughs> it is so, so happy for you. Everybody go to his website and get this book. Share this on your timeline. Share this on social media. You know, if you have a brother, a cousin, auntie, anybody, your coworker, a sibling, anybody who you know would be blessed from this. And that's everybody. Make sure you share this and uh, visit his website. Everybody, uh, thank you so much again, Simon. Uh, make a decision and to have a great week and uh, just expect the unprecedented in your life. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.